0: Hey everybody, this is episode 10 of the Artist Profile Series. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a controversial French mystic by the name of Madame Jean Guillon. Madame Guillon was a very influential voice along my own faith journey some years ago, but it wasn't until I began to study her life for this Artist Profile Series that I became aware of the depth of adversity she faced for the things she believed and the things she felt compelled to write about. She was a very simple woman of prayer who felt that relationship with God was meant to be deeply personal and intimate. Yet for the time that she lived in, this approach to God was regarded as heretical and dangerous. She suffered at the hands of religious leaders and family members alike, but she never turned her back on the convictions of her own life. Here's an excerpt I put together about Madame Guyon. Madame Jean Guyon was a French mystic born on April 18, 1648, in Montargis, about 50 miles south of Paris. As a young child, her health was frail and life at home was strained. Both her mother and father had older children from previous marriages who often mistreated her. Her own mother, whose name is not recorded anywhere, was known to despise other women, including her own daughters. Therefore, her father put young Jean under the care of various Benedictine and Ursuline nuns, where she received her education and care from as early as two years old. As Jean grew older, she had desired herself to become a nun and devote her life to God, but instead, Her father arranged for her to marry a 38-year-old man while she was only 16. On the day of her wedding, she wept and cried out to God in a state of sadness and utter despair. The next 12 years of her life were marked by terrible sufferings. Her husband, Jacques Guillon was bedridden with gout and she served as his nurse. Her mother-in-law was pitted against her and often harassed her and fabricated accusations against her. During the course of their turbulent marriage, Jean had five children and yet three of them died. Likewise, her mother and her half-sister died. Then her father and her close friend and spiritual counselor, Sister Genevieve Granger, died only months apart in 1672. Finally, several years later in 1676, her husband died, leaving her a widow with three children at the age of 28. It was during this time she began to devote herself fully to her faith and developed a strong impulse to write. Each night after she put her children to sleep, she studied the Scriptures by candlelight until the small hours of morning she confided in her friend and spiritual director, Father Francois Lacombe, that she felt compelled to write, though she didn't think she had anything special to write about, so she ignored the notion. But when the drive to put pen to paper consumed her, he asked, What will you write about? She replied, I do not know, nor do I desire to know. I leave it entirely to God to direct me. From here, jean published multiple books including her short and easy method of prayer which today is published under the title experiencing the depths of jesus christ her pen could barely move fast enough to write down all that she began to hear from god for her to write soon after her writings were published Her fame spread across all of Europe and large crowds of people began drawing toward her, seeking spiritual guidance and a deeper understanding of God. She spent her days praying for the people who came and her nights writing and studying. But her fame attracted as many critics as it did followers. In some cities, church authorities held public book burnings in an effort to stamp out the spread of her teachings on prayer. Madame Guyon's views were considered part of a movement of the day called quietism, though she never labeled herself by this name. Quietism is a set of beliefs associated with the writings of the Spanish mystic Miguel de Molinos and were condemned as heresy by Pope Innocent XI. Madame Guyon taught that the believer could go straight to God in prayer and would be heard. She deemed it unnecessary to pray to Mary or to the saints as an intermediate step toward God. She critiqued the Roman Catholic Church's practice of receiving payments for saying masses on behalf of another person. She felt rules and regulations and the need to control the believer's devotional life was an unnecessary stumbling block on the path toward union with God. It was at this time, as her teachings were taking root in the minds of seekers all across Europe, that a particular Jesuit order in Grenoble began to denounce her teachings as heresy. They said she did not know her proper place as a woman and that she shouldn't be disturbing souls by attempting to interpret the Bible or instructing people on spiritual matters. She was considered dangerous and accused of sorcery. Her own half-brother participated in the schemes to take her down. At one point, he tried to convince her to leave Paris and to return to Montargis. However, she replied to him, If I am guilty of such crimes, let my punishment come. I cannot run in the face of adversity. I have made an open profession of dedicating myself to the lord entirely if i have done things offensive to god whom i love and would cause to be loved by the whole world even at the expense of my life then i ought by my punishment to be made a special example to the world but if i am innocent fleeing would prejudice my claims to innocence i will stay right where i am I have no cause to run and therefore I will not. This incensed her half-brother with anger and further persecutions came her way. Both Madame Guillon and her friend, Father Lacombe, were incarcerated. The next decade of her life was spent in and out of prisons as she faced heated condemnations of her writings by church authorities. In 1703, She was allowed to live with her son where she spent the last years of her life in seclusion, writing poems and revelations and receiving occasional guests who were interested in her deeply contemplative approach to faith. Here's an excerpt from her book on experiencing the depths of Jesus Christ. You need only to believe that God dwells in you. This belief and this belief alone will bring you into His Holy Presence. Do not allow your mind to wander about, but hold it in submission as much as possible. Once you are in the Lord's presence, be still and quiet before Him. And now, there in His presence, simply begin to repeat the Lord's prayer. Begin with the word Father. As you do, let the full meaning of that word deeply touch your heart. Believe that the God who lives inside you is indeed so willing to be your father. Pour out your heart to him as a little child pours out his heart to his father. Never doubt your Lord's deep love for you. Never doubt his desire to hear you. Call on his name and remain before him silently for a little while. Remain there waiting to have his heart made known to you. This simple approach to prayer may not seem like anything out of the ordinary for us today, but during her lifetime, this was a radical vision that was unfamiliar to her contemporaries and roused the anger and fear of church authorities. And yet, despite the opposition, Madame Guyon stayed true to the vision in her heart until her death at the age of 69 in year 1717. After she died, Her poems and writings continued to spread across Europe and across the whole world, changing the way millions of people approach prayer and union with God.